Most people believe that an ability is a gift itself, yet what feeds it is that constant, endless curiosity for challenge-seeking. Is it ability or mindset? Was it Mozart's musical, musical ability or the facts that he worked till his hands were deformed? Was it Darwin's scientific ability or the fact that he collected specimens nonstop from early childhood? So interesting. So my question to you is, do you believe things are fixed? Do you believe your intelligence is fixed? Do you believe your uh, physical ability is fixed? Do you believe your ability to communicate with others is fixed? Or is it something that you can grow? That's what this book is all about. It's basically Mindset, the New Psychology of Success. Although it sounds kind of like a woo-woo title, it's actually really interesting and backed by science, backed by history, really everything. You know, It's by Dr. Carol Dweck, who has a PhD. Absolutely fascinating. So even by early adolescence, you usually can't predict the future accomplishment from the ability. Only the continued motivation and commitment along with the networks of support from the bottom to the top. This is about, uh, you know, young people coming up. Um, there's a great book, Outliers, that talks about, you know, uh, research on these people that have truly had impact and kind of stood out in their field. So this researcher, Bloom, um, Benjamin Bloom, who's an eminent education researcher, um, basically studied a bunch of these uh, high, highest achievers in all these different fields like chess, pianists, sculptors, athletes, um, musicians, these different types of people. And what he says is, after 40 years of intensive research on school learning in the United States, as well as abroad, my major conclusion is what any person in the world can learn, almost all persons can learn. <clears throat> I apologize. Almost all per people can learn, provided with the appropriate prior and current conditions of learning. He's not counting the 2 to 3% of children who have severe impairments. Obviously, those are fixed things. He is counting everybody else. So a good summary of this is a fixed mindset limits achievement. It fills people's minds with the interfering thoughts. It makes effort disagreeable, and it leads to inferior learning strategies. What's more is it takes other people into um, it makes other people into judges instead of allies, and these are the people with the fixed mindset that grow you know a bit jealous or resentful of those who change their mindset to the growth mindset. And the issue is a lot of people's families actually do this to them. You know, a lot of people rely on this group think from um, friends and family because it makes them feel secure. And uh, what ends up happening is it, it really just comes down to groupthink. There's a lot of great books on this that, you know, it's kind of, there's a great book called The Madness of Crowds. You just look it up. There's a, it's really, really sad. You know, when, when you get into a crowd, your whole thinking is warped. It's very, very warped versus what you would think if you were just alone taking an objective view on the situation. So we'll dive back into the summary. So what it's more like, uh, what's more, it makes people into judges instead of allies. Whether we're talking about Darwin or college students, important achievements require a clear focus, all-out effort, and bottomless trunk full of strategies, plus allies and learning. This is what the growth mindset gives people, and that's why it helps their abilities grow and bear fruit. The growth mindset is so, so important. Uh, I really emphasize that people kind of understand and actually pick up this book or maybe just Go online, look up a summary, or just learn from this podcast. So, 
Um, this is because people don't understand the components, the learnable components of drawing. This is a study about people, you know, people that didn't think they could draw versus after they were taught. Actually, she informs us, they are not drawing skills, but seeing skills. They are ability to perceive edges, spaces, relationships, lights, shadows, and the whole. So here's what it means. Just because some people can't do something with little or no training, just because some people can do something with little or no training doesn't mean that others can't do it and sometimes even do it better without training. This is so important because many, many people with a fixed mindset think that someone's early performance tells you all that you need to know about the talent in their future. Very important. You know, a lot of people see this as fixed. This is one of the flaws in giving uh, young children IQ tests is it puts in their mind this fixed mindset where, you know, that's your IQ. And they don't tell you, they, a lot of people don't even realize you can grow your IQ, which is just mind blowing. I think it's fairly obvious, but it's kind of one of those things that they don't emphasize enough in school. So the stereotype of low ability was able to invade them. This is a, a class of students on a IQ test. So was able to invade them, to define them and take away their comfort and confidence. I'm not saying it's their fault by any means. Prejudice is deeply ingrained in societal problem. And I do not blame the victims of it. I'm simply saying that a growth mindset helps people to see prejudice for what it is, someone else's view of them, and to confront it with their confidence and abilities intact. That's very important. So the Pogler family has produced three of the most successful females chess players. How? My father, this is what Susan, one of the successful chess players says, my father believes that innate talent is nothing, that success is 99% hard work. I agree with him. The youngest daughter, Judith, is now considered one of the best women chess players of all times. She was not one with the most talent. Susan's reports that Judith was slow starter, but had very, but very hard working. In short, the growth mindset lets people, even those of tar- who are target of negative labels, use and develop their minds fully. So important. You know, if, if you were attached to these negative labels when you were younger, understand that there is growth possible. You know, there's, it's not fixed in you. It's so important to understand. Their heads are not filled with limiting thoughts, fragile sense of belonging, and a belief that other people can define them. <clears throat> Think of times other people outdid you and you just assumed that they were just better, uh, just use better strategies, taught themselves more, practiced harder, and worked their way through obstacles. You can do that too if you want to. Are there situations where you get stupid, where you disengage your intelligence? Next time you're in one of those situations, get yourself into a growth mindset. Think about learning and improvement, not judgment. Hook it back up. So important to do. Especially if you're putting labels on other people's, it's important to end doing this, stop doing this. It really hurts people's growth and uh, it really warps the mindset. You know, that's one of the issues with um, putting labels on things is you're, you're really taking mass judgment and um, mass assumption when, you know, there's people that everybody's able to grow. Nothing is truly fixed, and that's really what this book goes over. So, you know, this is another uh, study where it's basically saying that they were self-effacing um, people who constantly asked questions and had the ability to confront the most brutal answers. That is, to look fail- failures in the face, even their own, while maintaining faith that they would succeed in the end. Very, very important. It's it's important to keep that end game goal in mind. You know, having that 
I've talked about this in other uh, episodes, but having that Polaris star, that things that uh, in days of old would guide um, guide travelers to where they want to go. And we'll, we'll touch back on this after I, after I read this to you. So according to Morgan McCall in his book, High Flower, Flyers, points out, unfortunately, people often like the things that work against their growth. People like to use their strength to achieve quick, dramatic results, even if they aren't developing new schools they will be. Um, they will need later on. This is basically. This sums up the idea that you know, if all you have is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. You know, most people at one point in their lives were faced with a very hard situation or, um, you know, confrontation, and they they use one tactic, one trick, whatever, one kind of mode of thinking, and that's you know their proverbial hammer, and since that worked in that one fixed situation, they carry that out through the rest of their lives and try and apply it to everything else where really what you need to do is understand is be like Bruce Lee said, be like water, be able to fill up anything, you know, like water, be able to fill up the situation and answer it, be adaptable, learning from others, learning from the situations, reading books, absorbing knowledge and actually understanding that nothing is a nail. You know, nothing is just one way. Nothing is black and white. Everything has a thesis, an antithesis, and a synthesis. This is the law of nature. It's the fundamental truth. You know, look up Albert Einstein, the law of nature. Very fascinating stuff. So understanding this, that nothing is really the same, you know, no two situations are truly the same. And you, you have to be adaptable. You have to be able to read the signs of different situations be able to pivot, adapt, and move out of uh, situations in which you find yourself in. One of the most important things with people that are successful is the, their ability to do this. And, you know, this is another thing. So maybe it could be praised for not needing a constant prize. People that are able to push forward that don't need constant affirmations, constant um, praise from their peers and things of this nature. The people that are able to, you know, as Bill Gates did, he said... I didn't take a day off from age 20 to age 30, not even one. He, he locked himself in a cubicle, like basically in a closet, and wrote the uh, code for Microsoft, the, the base code for Microsoft. And another example of this is Gary Vee. He talks about working for his dad's wine company and not taking a single day off. And while all of his friends were partying, going to the beach and all these different things, he was grinding. He was working his ass off. And look at where he is now. So... If you enjoyed this podcast, I hope you leave us a review and subscribe. Again, this is coming from the book Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, How We Can Learn to Fulfill Our Potential by Carol S. Dweck, PhD. Till next time.